It's time for some foreplay for your cheap ass. Tag foreplay, starting the shipwrecks. Time to get the car, boys. E well drive late. Try to have a good fate. 22, 5, 57 to the 10. Driving to the south, too fast as sin. Courtside, feeling fine. Moving across the finish line. Time for a good old time. Feeling off the left behind. World's on board, and the mall's moving ahead. Uncle Sam's taking over, and I'm fighting off the Welcome to Cheap Ass Gamer Foreplay, episode number 48, July 13th, 2008. I'm your host, Lucy Shipwreck. And I am your host, Shipwreck. You barely didn't even get that out. This is like, this is take number 14. This is bad. It's like the night before Christmas and you can't focus because tomorrow is E3 day. It is. I'm excited. I I, I I realize you're excited. We got all my bags packed. You got all my bags packed. (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's not... Let's not lie to these nice people. Yeah. I packed all your bags. Yeah, I head out uh, tomorrow morning. By the time most people listen to this, I'll either be on my way to California or there. Or if they're really late listening to it, I'll have already been back. That'd be really late. So this is a super episode because we did not have an episode last week. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. For several reasons. What were they? The first being the power went out the night we were going to record. Yes, that is true. And it makes it really difficult to record. Surprisingly enough, yes. Yes. And then the next night, I think that was just a really bad night at work. Yeah. And then it was the night before the CAG cast, so we just decided to wait until after the CAG cast, which is pretty much today. But, plus, it's kind of a good thing we did that, because I've noticed that the games coming out this week were not good enough games to to stand on their own <laughs> for a whole show. Okay, fair enough. I, I The week before E3 is a sad week for games. Yeah, not a big release week. Either week here, but uh, we'll get to learn about a bunch of new games next week. Hopefully better than what I've got today. Oh, I guarantee. Okay. But let's talk about last week's episode a little bit. We just did. More? About last week's episode that wasn't? No, I I mean about the episode that we did, our last episode. Okay, which would be two weeks ago. Sure, let's do that one. Okay, you're confusing me. Um, We got a post from Nephilobobo saying, Have you guys given up on Suganai? Yeah, go with that. Tsuganai Atonement and Final Fantasy IX. I didn't give up on Final Fantasy IX. I just stopped playing it. I'm not quite sure why. But I'm envisioning a lot of video games in my future for the next five days because I'll be home alone. Yeah, you can go back and, and finish that one up. Whatever then. I want. You can play some more jumper open that. But oh. uh, as far as Tsuganai Atonement, that was the one I was playing. Uh, that's a PS2 RPG that we've talked about in the past. The way I play games is I play the games I really want to play. Right. And then I get like downtimes and then I go play something for like an hour or two and then I play another something for an hour or two and then all of a sudden there's another big game out that I want to play. So okay. this was one of the hour or two games that so, maybe yes. I'll get back to yes, it. Yes, you did give up. I gave up for on it for, for right now. now. Yeah. Too maybe, many other big games. Maybe to be revisited. Sure, I liked what I played of it. Yeah, you're not a big game finisher unless it's a big release. Yeah, I, I like to see what's out there. I get my fill of it, and then I move on to whatever's next. Which is why we have 1,800 games in the basement. That is not an exaggeration. No. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I know, that was pretty close. that is why. And that's why I'm always telling you to go pick one out, finish it, and then sell it back so you can buy another one. Sometimes that, that happens. I finished one this week. We'll get to it later. Okay. Uh, we also got an email from Tobias saying, I would just like to tell you guys that it's kind of ignorant to say that Mitchell stole Zuma when they did Magnetica, when in fact, wait, what? He's saying that they did Magnetica, and it oh. was PopCap that stole their idea from Puzzloop, from Puzzloop for from, Zuma. Which was 1998. Do some research before we- making wild accusations like that. I, I didn't say anybody stole anything. No, I think what happened there, I we both know that Zuma wasn't the first to come up with the shoot balls and make them disappear uh, yeah, mechanic. There's, there's quite a lot of games. The reason the that. reason we use Zuma as a reference is because everybody knows what Zuma is. Yeah, Puzzle Loop was, as far as I know, only came out in J- Japan originally. Mm-hmm. So if I use a Puzzle Loop reference, it's almost similar to using like a Guitar Freaks reference instead of a Guitar Hero reference might be confusing. Yeah, it's just easier to get the idea across of what we're talking about. Um, and yeah, I don't think you said anybody stole any ideas. I think he might have uh, been confused at what you said because 
if I remember correctly, you said they didn't have to come up with anything new for the Wii game. Right. Which is true. They, the idea of Zuma or Puzzloop or Magnetica, whatever it is, was already there. Right. All they did was add Miis. Right. And they didn't do anything to spruce up the graphics or anything. And Miis aren't new either. No. They were, they're already there. Yeah, yeah. So I understood what you were saying, but just a little clarification and to let everybody know that Zuma was not the first. Right. Uh, we also got an email from Gillespie saying, Mrs. Ship, here's your chance to kind of fulfill your American Girl dreams. American Girl Julie Finds a Way is now on clearance at Toys R Us. Big surprise there. Only $20 with no Z in the title. Enjoy. See, the problem with Julie Finds a Way is she's not one of the original five. So you'd be more interested in the kit that came out last week or two Kit's weeks ago. Kit's not either. one of the original five either. Huh. Well, that's, that's too bad. Somebody said, who, who was it? It was Thorbon that said his little sister had a Samantha doll, I think. A couple of people commented that the, their significant others or sisters had American Girl dolls. See, I was the only one. Yeah, so you don't want me to rush out and get this game for you for $20. I hope to God you haven't already. <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay. I haven't made it out to Toys R Us. No, week. because Julie finds a way I remember I previewed, and I'm pretty sure I made fun of it. Yeah, yeah, of course. What else is new? Uh, Mockler Shed had two wishes. One, we'd get another mic. Two, our show would come out on Tuesdays. And I granted both of those wishes. We actually have a new mic, uh, so we'll have a two-mic setup coming yes. back from E3. Yes. We didn't do it tonight. Uh, we're still on one mic tonight. Because I packed it. Yeah, because it's packed. And uh, I thought it might be a little bit hectic to try to figure out how to edit everything together and get everything set up prior to E3. I want to have plenty of time to... Yeah, there's new up. cables, and there's two computers involved instead of one. and uh, But it should sound a lot better. But our show's not coming out on Tuesday this week. No, it's going to come out on Monday this week. Okay. But in the future, we are going to record on Sunday nights instead of Monday nights. Yeah. And we will then patch in a segment at the end where we do the on the DL right. sections because that info comes out on Monday. So then we'll have the show ready to go on Tuesday morning. It's just hard for me when I get home from work after working all day and then go try and talk about video games when all I really want to do is sit on the couch and play them. Understood. That's why we're <laughs> going to eliminate that. Right. Uh, down with the ships. What have we been playing? Um, I haven't been playing a ton this week. Last week I played some stuff, but this week has been get ready for E3 week. <laughs> <laughs> or have me get you ready for E3 week. Well, you were taking care of the actual packing and getting me clothes to wear and washed and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I was taking care of making sure all the appointments were in place and getting schedules and making sure I had everything on that side of the fence squared away. Right. So uh, you did get it's been your like leg- actual work. Yeah, it has. We all very, feel very sorry for you. I know. Uh, you did get your Lego Indiana Jones achievements thanks to Io and Richard, who both pointed out that you could load up my game, and then have me drop out, and right. then so you I, get I all the that. achievements. Yeah, I did that uh, on last weekend when you were at work. So I, I loaded it up, loaded up the uh, train cart, mine cart level, mm-hmm. and then had your person drop out, because that one's really quick. Yeah. Um, and then I got all my achievements, so thank you for that. Um, ticket to Ride, that pretty much I play that probably every other day. Although I'm bored, I'm bored with this map. I'm waiting for the yeah, new maps. the two new out. maps. There's, there's another one... Uh, in a different time period that adds more uh, stops, more cities to America, uh, or to North America. There are some Canadian cities in there. Um, And then there's one that's going to be in Europe that hasn't come out yet either. They should come out with those soon. I don't understand why they're waiting on them. I don't know. I'm bored with the map that that we have. You know what does come out this week, though, or what they dropped the price on this week? What? Is Puzzle Quest. They dropped it from $15 all the way down to $5. So there is the possibility to buy that on both our... 360s now so you could play that up in the bedroom uh, i don't think i'd want to play it up in the bedroom until we get a new tv up there because the graphics on that tv are so sad uh, fair enough but but anyway yeah i haven't played puzzle quest in a while and i need to get back into that uh, you played hellboy before you sent it on off yes i finished hellboy that was the game that i alluded to earlier i actually wrote a review for hellboy i don't have it posted up on the site yet um Maybe I'll get to it, like, finishing editing it on the plane or something out to L.A. tomorrow and get it posted tomorrow night. If not, it might be after E3. But uh, suffice it to say, I wasn't thrilled with Hellboy. 
Well, I definitely wasn't. <laughs> but I did play it all the way through the end. There's only six levels. Uh, it takes about an hour each level or so. So you're, you're looking at six six or seven hours of gameplay. Um, gets really tedious. I would not recommend it for more than maybe $20. But I did get the free movie ticket, and I did send it off to Guzex for about $50 worth of credit. Well, that's so, good. Uh, I think I did all right with it. Yeah, there's there's some good things coming from that. Yeah, but I'll have something up on the site about Hellboy soon. Um, Ninja Gaiden 2. I played that for about... Three seconds after Hellboy. Uh huh. Because I thought, oh, I'm done with Hellboy. I want to play a good game <laughs> mm-hmm. that is similar in style and combat, actually, because it's they're not really story driven games. They're just all about action and beating up uh, rooms full of enemies and then moving on. Okay. But I'm still on that one boss where I have to fight a bunch of little crab monsters before I get to the main boss. And then, and then he... you get killed by the main boss pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. So uh-huh. I did that twice and I was like, ah, this isn't fun. And so uh, I put Carcassonne, or not Carcassonne, I put Cold Sep Saga back in. Which I noticed because I came home from work and you were gone and Cold Sep Saga was in, so I played that too. <laughs> You've been playing a lot of that. You played some of that today. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's just that I'm to a battle right now, or a game, or what, whatever you want to call it, where it's me and two other players and it takes forever. And then you know about halfway through whether or not you're going to win or lose, or you can kind of tell. But then it's like, okay, if you're going to lose, you think, do I just keep playing so I can get my condolence cards at the end for getting second place or even third place? Or do you think, eh, let's just scrap it and start over again because otherwise it's not worth the time if you're not going to win. That's true, yeah. It's a very fine point of no return you have in that game where if you felt like you've played it for like an hour and there may be... An hour, is that's an understatement. To play it with two other characters takes probably closer to an hour and a half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you reach that hour point and you realize you're going to lose, it's what whether you do? it's you whether or not. You're an hour into yeah. it. You might as well try for a second and get your nine new cards or six new cards or whatever. Which is what I did tonight because I got second. Because the stupid girl, other girl that was playing was like awful. I, I heard about that. Yeah. And then she goes bankrupt, and you don't get your money. But then every time she goes bankrupt and she starts back over at the beginning, somehow she manages to save up 500 coins or 500 mana or whatever. Well, that's what what happens when you declare Then bankruptcy. I don't get that money back. That is so annoying. That's what bankruptcy is. <sighs> I'm a little frustrated. But, of course, as soon as this is over, I'm planning on going back and playing that. Or I might play Touch Detective 2.5, which I started playing when the power went out because we went, hmm, power's out. Everything that we do for entertainment involves video games and electrical appliances and things. Right. Except for the DSs, which were charged. Yes, so uh, you played some Touch Detective 2.5. How are you mm-hmm. liking that? I like it a lot. It's There's less parts where you get stuck and frustrated than the first one, and you have a little bit different environments, like the environments change. It's all the same gameplay, but it's longer, I think. Instead of five... Cases, or were there three or five the last time? Uh, I think there were five cases. There's seven. And okay. a bonus. Uh, now, have you gotten stuck at all yet? Once I got stuck because I just wasn't clicking, uh, tapping on the right part of the th- uh, on the right part of the item, and so I kept. I get it. I knew that's what I was supposed to be doing. I just couldn't get it to work. Okay. So the are, the, part, are the puzzles like as convoluted as they were in the first game? No, I think they're e- they're more. Straightforward. Yeah, you know what you're going to be doing. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll play that one at some point here. But I'll I'll let you finish it up. And you said that there was multiple save files on it this time, right? Yeah, there are three. Okay. That was a problem with the first game was that two people couldn't play it at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's been fun. And I have been playing some Super Stardust HD. Is that what I played today? No, that's not. We'll talk about that game later. Super Stardust HD is the... PlayStation Network game. That looks like Geometry Wars. Yes, that plays similar to Geometry but it's Wars. set around a sphere. Correct. Um, the only reason I was playing that is because, of course, the uh, the Sony trophy system came out. And so I was seeing what that was all about. And so I've got, I don't know, three or four trophies now. Um, they're not doing it for me as much as Gamerscore at this point. Maybe that'll change once they're in more games besides Super Stardust. But I, right now, like a silver trophy or a gold or bronze trophy, they don't mean anything to me in a grand, like a grand scheme of things. Right. I know there's the whole leveling up system as you go along and you get more trophies and you level up your 
gamer card or profile or whatever it's called on the Sony side of things. So maybe that'll get more interesting to me as I do that. But I, I, I like that they added it. It definitely caused me to go back and play some Super Stardust HD some more and do things that I wouldn't normally do, which is what some achievements do. So there's a trophy for saving up 10 bombs or saving up 15 bombs, which normally, if I was in a situation, I would use a bomb where I was getting ready to die. Whereas now, I try to get out of situations that I normally wouldn't try to so that I could save up my bombs. Okay. No, I just, just commented on the trophy system. That's it. Sounds boring. Well, it probably was to our listeners. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, shopping. You got a JVC XI from Will C 23 Yeah. He was very nice. Uh, yeah. He found it at a garage sale. Garage sale? Yeah. For, he found it for 10 bucks, and then I paid him. Uh, he wanted just the shipping and whatever, the $10 he paid for it. So I did that. And it came with the original box. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Now, for those of you who don't know what a JVC XI is, Mm -hmm. it is a Sega Genesis and a Sega CD in one unit. Which we have a Sega Genesis and a Sega CD. Yeah, yeah. That that wasn't the point of it. It, It's the... uh, well, no, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying yeah. we have both of those as well, so we have games for them. But right. you're going to have to fix the XI, right? Oh, yeah. The, the Genesis part of it works all right, but the Sega CD half of it, uh, the the disc isn't spinning right now. Another CAG uh, garage sale goer, uh, Snot Knocker, he's mm-hmm. one of the more famous garage, garage sale guys. Garage sailors, yeah. Um, he's the one that came up with the cash in face technique. Do you know what that is? Um, I think I've heard about it before, but tell me again. It's where he has uh, basically discovered that garage sailors are more willing to sell their stuff if you mm-hmm. actually show them, like, if you lowball them while showing them the money in their face. Huh. So, like, if something, if they have, like, $10 on something, you go up and say, like, I'll give you $3 for it, and you have the actual $3 there that they can physically see. Yeah, because that's really tempting. Right. They're like, okay, he actually has that $3. For whatever reason, he's discovered that that works. Well, that's brilliant. So I don't know if... uh, I think some some psychology student out there should do that as their thesis. Yeah, so I don't know if Will C23 did that to get the XI or not, but he actually saw that I had posted about it on a post like years ago, maybe, on CAG. About wanting one? Yeah, and then he just like, out of the blue, PM me about it. So that was was really cool of him. Um, And I have to look to see if I can get the CD drive working, but... It also it also works as a uh, karaoke machine. You know, we've been looking for one of those. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, it originally came with a Compton's Encyclopedia, but that, nice. didn't, that didn't ship with it. Well, that's okay. I'm going to have to get that knowledge elsewhere. <laughs> the 20-year-old encyclopedia. <laughs> I, I loved their CD-ROM encyclopedias. They always had, like, the Wildcat videos that you could watch. Yeah. Yeah, th- those were good times. Okay. Value. Okay, you also bought Song Summoner. Oh, that that is the... Uh, For your iPod. Yeah, that's the iPod game. We'll go ahead and talk about that here. We had it as a new release later on. but You uh, listed it here. Yeah, I listed it in both places. I, I wanted to make sure that we would talk about it. You are just driving me nuts today. <laughs> well, this is a Square Enix RPG that came out of nowhere for the iPod. And it was only $5, so of course I had to pick it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's that? $5. Come yeah. on. You can't. Because it, it would have mattered if it was 10 Well, no. $10 would have been fine, too. I mean, uh-huh. when you look at what Square Enix usually charges for their games, well, they're yeah. usually premium priced on, like, the DS and the PSP. They're $40 when everybody else's games are 30 So somehow they came out with a $5 game for the iPod. And it's good. Do you do work at work? Yeah, I do work at work. Okay. This Just is actually a game in. you can play at work while you're doing work. Right. Because. Tell us why. Because it is a tactical RPG like Final Fantasy Tactics. Yes. So it's all turn-based. Um, and you create your characters much like the Monster Rancher series. Where with the Monster Rancher, you put a CD in the PlayStation and, yeah, and, and then it, it would, it would pop, pop up, up a monster based on what CD you put in. Yeah, it somehow looked at the data. And this one does the same thing with the files that are on your iPod. So... You can, it doesn't matter, you don't have to create a playlist or anything. Did you figure out what kind of monster our podcast comes up with? No, but that would be a very bad idea to create one with it. Why? <laughs> because you get, well, you could create one with it, but in order to get these extra groove points, uh-huh. 
have to listen. You to have it to over listen to again. the songs over and over again. Are you saying that we are not interesting enough to listen to over and over again? I can't believe you didn't even try it just I, to see what the monster was. I mean, I'll, I'll try on. it this week. The problem is I didn't know that really when I was creating my uh, characters, you didn't. and there's no way to tell after you've created your character what song you created it from. Like you don't get to rename these characters or anything. Oh. They just assign stats and everything based on some values that it finds in the songs. Well, you should probably write that down next time. Yeah, so, so you I, could go back and listen to the songs and level them up. Yeah, I've, I've got sixteen characters, and I only remember four of the songs that I used. <laughs> so I have a playlist with those four songs on it that I just was listening to on repeat at work. You're listening Wizard to four songs yeah. on repeat. My, yeah, my iPod. to level up your RPG to, to monsters. Up, yes. yes. On your iPod Square hmm? Enix game. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. I, I I got Wizard Needs Food Badly. I know that one from Five Iron Frenzy is on there. I know uh, I've got a They Might Be Giants song. I, I think, uh, oh, it's the uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul. And then I have Cake, Stick Shifts, and Safety Belts. And then I have the He-Man theme song <laughs> from the cartoon. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I like I said I didn't know I didn't realize what that I had to keep track of these songs and so there's like a random button where the guy that's training you just says hey why don't you make one out of this song so I'm like sure the He-Man song that that character has to be super strong I hope I hope for your sake that the next song that you randomize is Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You because I think that that is in your iPod. oh that's definitely on my iPod but uh so you're a big nerd I'm a huge nerd. And you're going to a giant nerd conference. Oh, yeah. Which means you're going to come back even nerdier. Most likely, yes. And full of more nerdy information. Just please, don't be listening to the He-Man theme song out in public. Yeah. Well, I might be. They just won't know it. Uh, <laughs> but you just move your characters around on the grid and they do little battles. And it all works very well with the touch wheel because the way they have all the uh, your actions set up, it's just in a wheel type fashion so you scroll around and you select like attack or use an item or move or either normal stuff um, and the graphics are really good so for five dollars it's a great game just to have there on your desk and you can while you're take breaks from your spreadsheet you, you can did, say oh I'll you move did this. make me look at it when the power was out it looked good didn't it yeah the graphics are good yeah that's what i was playing when our power went out and during dinner <laughs> well our power was out during dinner so? So I was showing you it during dinner, so we had something to look at. Versus just talking. We talked for a little while. And then that got boring? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's... We had a contest two weeks ago yes, in our last episode, long, long ago, which was for Professor Layton, courtesy of Rob Just, and the contest was your favorite riddle. And the winner is Suku, and their riddle was, what has teeth but no mouth? Do you know the answer? Yes. What's the answer? A comb. Good job. They won. Woohoo! <laughs> Suku, you get Professor Layton courtesy of Robja, so PM ship. Uh, let's see. We do have a contest this week, which is, I take it, you came up with the theme based on this game that you've been talking about for 25 minutes already. Yes, yes. That's Song the... Summoner, the... <laughs> Yeah, yes. For those people who have forgotten the, in the past two minutes that we the, per- we did not talk about it. The unsung heroes. Okay. Well, this <laughs> week's contest is for Monster Hunter Freedom 2 for the PSP, courtesy of Rob Just as well, who sent us a giant box of prizes. And the contest is, what monster would you most like to be and why? That That is a like wombat-sponsored contest. Any, any monster? Yeah, any monster. Like, it could be a specific monster, like... Cookie Monster. Yeah, that or, one sounds pretty good. Or it could be like Wolfman or Werewolf or any other kind of... Dracula? Yeah. That's specific. A vampire. Yeah, you could be the Loch Ness Monster. Any of these, but you have to give us reasons why. If you don't give reasons why, you're disqualified. You will not win. Okay. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. I know these things. Can we move on? We can move on to the new releases. Is that what we got next? Yes. You... I need to start taking the caffeine away now. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm not going to be able to sleep much tonight. I, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> poor Cheapy. Yeah, I would say poor Cheapy. <laughs> poor, <Yeah>. poor Cheapy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Come on, it's my first D3. I know. I'm excited for you. Yeah. 
I'm if sure I, when if I, get I wasn't there, excited for you, would I have packed all your bags and made sure you, that you had the cool clothes clean and not your nerdy engineering clothes clean? No, that, that was very nice of you. I, I got a haircut, too. You did get a haircut, and I bought you a new... It's not a trapper keeper, but whatever it is. It's oh, similar. A, mess- a messenger bag. Well, no, the... the what is it? Attaché case? Oh, the thing that, your... that I can write notes in. Yes. Yes. There's been yeah. lots of new things. But yes, you did get a new messenger bag. Lots of things. Lots of things. It's going to be a fun time. Oh, it's like sending you off to school for the first day. <laughs> summer camp. It is. It's summer camp for adult video gamers. <laughs> All right, moving on. Sounds good. I, I'm, I'm trying to stall because I don't really want to talk about this first game, but um, multi-platform. Last week, we were treated to Beijing Olympics 2008. Yay! Yes. Um, came out for the 360, the PS3, and it's coming out for the PC within the next couple of weeks, uh, if it's not already. Um, this is made by the same people who did the last Olympics game, the Athens 2004 game, okay. which was supposed to be one of the better track and field Olympic type games, for whatever that's worth. Um, it's your typical type of one of these games where you have a bunch of different events. There's over 30 events from track and field to swimming to gymnastics. Gymnastics are on there. Horseback riding? Uh, I don't know if equestrian's on there or not. I'm, I'm not positive on that. But like kayaking, table tennis, archery, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Volleyball? Volleyball. I don't think there's any team sports like that. Not positive, but uh, it's been a week since I've looked at this. Okay. But all of the events control very simply. Um, you Press a lot of buttons as fast as you can for most of them. Uh, okay. But there are, like, unique little mini games that they've added to, instead of just waiting for the gun to go and then pressing the buttons as fast as you can, you have to do, like, uh, you have to keep your starting thing in a certain, like, meter. And you want to have it as close to going over the line as possible. Like, okay. if you go off over the line, obviously, it's a false start. Oh. Well, that's kind of cool. So you stay up near the line, and then you get the best start possible. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and... Uh, they alternate the way you control the games from the buttons to, like, you do little motions with the analog sticks. The graphics, uh, I don't know. They they kind of look stiff to me. Like, the animations are okay, I guess, but the actual people, they look they look very virtual. So what does virtual look like? I would say it's kind of almost like a plastic sheen type of looking thing. So they're shiny. Mm, kind of. Okay. They're kind of shiny. Mannequin-ish? Yes, Yes, they're like mannequins with good animations. Okay. Um, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't really know how to explain it. But I never it's got into the virtual games, so yeah, I don't it's, really know it's how like they look. Yeah, it's like the Virtua Tennis type people. Um, I tried to play this game at, at uh, Play and Trade because you can play like new games there, uh, but they didn't have it in stock. so It's sold out. Well, I just don't think they ordered any. <laughs> but uh, Whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. moving on. Um. Another sports game that's coming out from multiple platforms, and that is NCAA Football 09. Woo! Yeah, this is the big release the of this week. Uh, that is the Arkansas running back, I would guess, McFadden, I think is who that is. Okay. Um, I did not research that, but and I do not follow college football too much, but I think that was the name of the Arkansas he, yeah, running back. Yeah, he went early in the draft. McFadden yeah. did. Yeah. Um, as far as football games go, I don't keep up with them every year. No. I like playing them. Mm-hmm. And I liked playing the demo that was on Xbox Live of this. There's also a demo available for PlayStation 3. And you get to play as Ohio State at Ohio Stadium. So uh, that'll good. look good. Yeah. Um, it's real busy. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of people there. Yeah. It was full. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, there's always a lot of stuff going on with those games. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Uh, they've kind of opened up the offense this year, they, they claim. And I could kind of see that as, because the defense wasn't really stopping me at all when I was marching down the field. I think that was to make me that feel code better. for it got easier? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'm not terrible at these games. But you're not amazing at them. No, but college football, is it seems easier than Madden to me. Madden's a lot more about memorizing the plays and knowing exactly when somebody cuts is when you have to throw the ball. Right. And so you have to, you have to kind of play it for a while to understand the patterns and how a defense is going to react and everything. College football, it's a little bit more helter-skelter, it seems like. Yeah. Um, but the graphics are good. They've added a online dynasty mode to where you can play up to, like, 60 seasons with 12 different people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that that's going to take a while. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, 60 seasons? Yeah, that's, that's what it says. But 
that is on the 360 and the PS3 versions. The Wii version is called All Play. Like they come out with the All Play brand for all the EA Sports games for the Wii, which means they've so added. It's called All Play Football 09, or it's called NCAA Football 09 All Play. Okay. For the Wii, and it adds a whole bunch of like uh, different like casual type controls and everything like that. So you can like make throwing motions with the Wii Mote or okay. do basic motions like that. So well, that makes sense. It makes Given it easier for target audience. Yeah, families to play together. You can like pick which kind of control scheme you want to make it harder or easier, and it's got it like speeds up the gameplay. There's just a lot of things to make it more casual if you want it to be that way. Okay, which makes sense. But I'm sure if you like NCAA football in the past, this seems like a really good version of it, just from the little bit that I played. Well, uh, Rock Band Track Pack Volume 1 is coming out for the PS2 and the Wii. And these are just songs that were available as downloadable songs for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox mm-hmm. that are now available in a CD form. There's 20 songs. The oh, whole okay, list is songs. available. They're, I mean, they're actually pretty good songs. I mean, most of them were songs that we actually bought. Oh, good. Uh, but if you divide it up, it's $1.50 per song, but you have to buy all of them. So, um, Now, the only downfall to that, too, is that you're going to have to switch discs to play these songs. Yeah. Like, it's not like you can't just add these into your normal set list. No. But, I mean, for $30, that's not a bad buy. Because, no. like you if said, you're the getting songs bored with the song, I mean, if you're getting bored with your rock band already and you own the Wii version, then you've played it a lot. But uh, And the PS2 version of rock band is cheap now, 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so it's a good add-on just to give you something new to play. What else is new that I want to play is Sid Meier's Civilization Revolution, which came out last week. So this is a turn-based strategy simulation game that's based on history, literally developing a civilization civilization from nothing. Mm-hmm. To but and you start off by choosing whatever world leader you want to be. We chose. We chose Caesar because there was only two choices. There were Caesar, Caesar and, and Cleopatra. Cleopatra, and you get to. You know, kind of oversee your people, which in our case was the Romans, mm-hmm. and you get you start with a city that's kind of there, but it's basic in that it just keeps turning out people, and you get to pick out what kind of people and what they focus on researching and where they, how they explore and how they take over other cities, and you just get to the point where you either win by creating a whole bunch of art, right? That's like the cultural win type right. of thing, or you get a set amount of money. Yes, uh, and then twenty thousand, I think. I don't remember what that one was. What what the set amount was? There was you get into outer space, right? And then there is just military dominance, right? Where you take everybody else over, and then you win, right? And these have been popular games on the PC for a long time, right? But this one was made straight up for the consoles, and, and you it, can tell because it looks it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it's got the very cartoon style that Sid Meier's Pirates had, right? Uh, in the same kind of way that people talk, too. They kind of, kind of like, it's kind of simish. Yeah. When they talk, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I like, I mean, it's very entertaining. Yeah. It's got a lot of stuff to look at, a lot of stuff to do. It's overwhelming at first, and then you figure out that really it's not that overwhelming. It's almost like a board it's, game. Right. You, once you figure out what you're going to focus on, it's easy to not get overwhelmed. But initially, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do first. Right. And the way they do the tech tree, which is how you progress through the different areas like you research right. one thing and that's going to lead to your next thing right it's very simple to pull up yeah uh, it's just like a button press or two and you can look at it and plan out what you're going to do very easily right there's only a few buttons to press in the whole thing like it's all the face buttons control the whole game for the most part so it's very simple to understand what to do the only thing i didn't like is i found myself it gets to the point where the world gets so big that moving your army from one side to the other takes forever well you build roads and that speeds it up right right but, it, but I do then know what we you're didn't saying. get to the point where we were like we should have been loading our little armies onto the ship and shipping them around. Right, that's true. It does get to the point where there's a lot of waiting to get to the point that you want to get to. Right, like you're just constantly creating things for several turns, and then you're right. going to battle against the other uh, leaders or the other right. cities or whatever. But uh, it's a really good game. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I definitely a purchase in our future. Yeah, yeah, probably once you're back and. We have more time to play, probably after we are back from vacation. Yes. Yes. So sometime in August we'll pick it up. And hopefully it's dropped in price to around $40 or so where we can find a sale on it. Probably. Although I think, I mean, it's it's definitely a $60 game. Oh, I agree. Yeah. We're just hoping to find it for cheaper. Mm-hmm. 
What I'm not hoping that ever enters our house is space chimps. This is a movie that's coming out. Yes, I know. I, I really I didn't saw remember the, that. When I saw the cover of the game, I, it dawned on me that, yeah, I remember. Okay, I was tasked with uh, writing this this preview, researching this one. Yeah. And so, uh-huh. yeah, I, I, I found out the movie has uh, the main chimp is Andy Samberg. You know who that is? He's the guy on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Okay. That's That's what he's doing now. Well, he's still on Saturday Night Live, but yeah, he's voicing. And then I don't remember who the female chimp is, but then uh, the other chimp is Patrick Warburton. You know who Patrick Warburton is, right? No. He is the guy, Elaine's boyfriend from Seinfeld. Oh, okay. The guy that does all the voices. Yes. The guy who's a great voice See, actor. I never knew what his name was. He's um, Kronk. Yes, Kronk. he's Kronk. 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 Yes. Yeah, something like that. From Emperor's yeah. New Groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Great voice actor. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you Hysterical. don't get to play as his character in the game. Oh. So you're, you're either going to be the girl or Andy Samberg. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't, we don't need to buy this game. No, it's a platformer, pretty straightforward. Platformers based on summer movies. Yeah, it's, uh, it's swinging, of course, because you're monkeys. And then it does the on-rails platforming, like, where you're sliding oh down gosh. rails. I, that is in every platformer now, and I'm Ugh. kind of, I'm kind of done with it. Yeah, I'm no kind more of, rails. Yeah, not every platformer. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why is he sliding down rails? He's a monkey. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Fables, Chocobo's Dungeon. It came out last week for the Wii. It's the first mystery dungeon title that's come out for the Wii. And okay. it's similar. Obviously, it's all based on Chocobo, but it's similar to the Pokemon mystery dungeon games in that the dungeon format changes. It's all randomized. Um, we had one of these for the PlayStation 1. Uh, there was a Chocobo's Dungeon 2 or something like that. Yes. Which we have for the the old system, which we put a little bit of. Right. Um, it's There's different... I mean, it's a little bit more expansive than the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games um, in that there's different jobs for your Chocobo that you can... You can take and you can get have characters with different strengths and different weaknesses and it's just a little there's a little bit more to it. Now do you play as the Chocobo? You can, yes. Oh you can't also oh, you can play the Chocobo and other characters. Yes. Okay. Um the animation style looks really good. Um overall some of the cutscenes are supposed to be a little eh, but it looks pretty good and it's only I mean, what's the price tag? Forty bucks. Forty bucks, yeah. You can't beat that, really. The one thing that there is not a lot of information out is the how the Wiimote plays into it. Okay. Well, it's been out for a week now, so I'm sure some people have played it and, and will comment, comment on, on that. I, um, I think I want to buy it. if it. Oh, I'm sure you'd like it. I, I've heard that it's on. It's a little bit harder than the Pokemon Right, which games. is fine. Yeah, which is... I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, also for the Wii this week is We Love Golf. And this one looks like a good golf game. It's by Camelot. Okay. The people who did the first Hot Shots Golf. Okay. And then went on to do the Mario Golf series. So they've got lots of golfing Yeah, they, they know their cartoon golf. Golf games. Good. Yeah. And this one looks like another similar type of thing. You've got your anime-style characters. You can incorporate your, your Miis into it, but it just adds, like, their Mii head to the anime character's body. That's kind of so, weird. So it's kind of weird looking. Uh, the cool thing is you can unlock a bunch of costumes okay. from Capcom games. Oh. So there's stuff like uh there's stuff from Resident Evil. That's fine. You can unlock uh Jill's outfit, you can unlock Apollo Justice's outfit, um, you can unlock Ryu from Street Fighter's outfit. And there's also playable characters from those series too. Hmm. So there's there's Ken from Street Fighter you can play as, and there's Morrigan. Oh, the big boobed Morgan. Yes, Got she it. is in this game. So yeah. that's and two podcasts in a row. We've brought her up. She should be in every podcast. She should be. Why not? Uh, but it doesn't play like most Wii golf games in that you don't swing the remote to swing the club. Really? It's got a standard like triple click type swing oh, mechanic. See, I to like it. the triple click. But click. it also has some kind of Wiimote motion to it as well. So while you're triple clicking or after you're triple clicking, that might be too hard for me. It's supposed to be okay. I don't quite understand how it controls. Okay. But it, it looks like fun. It yeah. Try it out. And it is $50. But at Circuit City and GameStop, uh, they are giving out a free Wiimote like, golf bag <laughs> that your Wiimote fits in. That's cute. Yeah, it has no purpose whatsoever. No, but, but to give you away something free to make you buy it at their store. Yeah, it, it's, it should go, be a fun I mean, game. I, it's oh, going to be the same price everywhere. I'd get the golf bag. And this game has online play. Oh, 
well, that's fun. Yeah. So there are very few Wii games that do. Yeah, it, it seems like a great Wii game. Um, Wonder World Amusement Park came out last week. Uh, yeah. You did this one, right? Yeah. Okay. This is um, not gonna say anybody stole any concept or anything, but the company themselves has said it's been mirrored after Carnival Games. It's a mini game compilation because Carnival Games did so well. They're jumping on the Carnival Circus. That makes sense. Bandwagon. There's going to be a lot of games that do that. Right. And I already have. Right. Um, the one thing that's different is that there are five worlds within the Carnival that are themed, and then you can play mini games within each of the worlds. But um, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a mini game compilation based on carnivals. That doesn't sound interesting to me in the least. No. Speaking of that. For the DS, we have Carnival Games. Uh-huh, Carnival Games, coming out for the DS. Um, I played the demo of this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was pretty terrible. You can Well, there's some games that are added in. Okay. Um, what are they? I'll tell you Clown Hammer. That wasn't, in the, that wasn't in the demo. Alley Ball. No. Frog Leap. Yes, that was in the demo. And Dunk Tank. Okay, Frog Leap. Is that game where you hit down with the hammer and the frogs fly out and try to land on a lily pad? Yeah. So you have frogs, you have cannonballs, and you have ducks. I'm really concerned about what clown hammer is. <laughs> I don't know what clown hammer is. I'm really is. hoping it's whack-a-mole with clown heads. It could be. It could really be. I think it should be. That, that's probably what it is. Um, anyway, it's a carnival minigame. It, collection for your DS. You could buy the DS version and Wonder World Amusement Park for your Wii, and you could just play nothing but carnival minigames for the rest of the week. That would be a great weekend right there. Just get yourself that's like what I'm gonna do get yourself gone. a big elephant ear and some cotton candy, and you're set. Fried something on a stick. Yeah, like one of those fried Snickers or something. Fried Twinkies. Mm. There you go. Um, yeah, that game called me a ball tossing hero. <laughs> Really? The, the demo? Yeah, the demo. <laughs> really? I don't know if it was congratulating me or insulting me. You're a ball-tossing hero, huh? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, also for the DS this week, we have Mr. Slime. This looked like fun when you were previewing it. Uh, yeah, it looks like it could be decent fun. Um, it's a budget title. It's only $20. And it is a platforming uh, puzzle game of sorts. You are this little green ball of slime. Okay. And you can detach, like, you can send out forearms from the slime. And they hold on to different pegs on the board, similar to that Donkey Kong uh, game that it, I played, King of Swing. Do you remember that one? Mm, you you yeah. could uh, You can yeah. grab onto things and you can pull back and, and slingshot them off, or you yeah. can swing around one peg and, like, right. you can pick up things with other and that's arms where the and crash into comes them. comes in, trying to figure out how to maneuver yes. your way through the level. There's also a lot of blowing in this game. On the microphone? Yes. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, there's a lot of blowing. That's how you make him... You can make him swim, you can make him breathe underwater, and you can make him fly. So there is a lot of that. You're going to run out of breath playing this game. You get exhausted. You should not get winded playing video games. No. Unless it's that track and field game for the NES. Track and field? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what it... World-class track meet. That's what you're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, with the power pad. Yeah, that's the only game you should get winded. Maybe yeah. a Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, definitely. That That's definitely up there, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for $20, it's not a bad little platformer. I don't want to be blowing into my Wii. Or my, well, blowing into the Wii isn't really going to do anything. <laughs> it might do something. <laughs> I don't want to be blown into the DS, either. Okay. <laughs> um... Oh, do we really have to talk about Nancy Drew, Mystery of the Cluebender Society? I believe we do. It's coming out. You can make it quick if you want. Okay, so the last one. I played through Na- all of it. You did. You played through. I played don't through the first. Don't you dare say I don't complete games. First ten minutes of it. It was so bad I gave up and ship played through the whole thing in what, about a half hour? Uh, 45 minutes probably. I yeah. mean, it was one night. Like, I yeah, literally was... was playing it before bed. I said, this sucks. Here, you play it. And you finished it. That yeah, night. pretty much. That, that was pretty much it. Um, yeah. So, The Deadly Secret of Old World Park is the first one on the DS. And the the Nancy Drew games for made by Her Interactive for the PC are good. I mean, they're simple and they're point-and-click adventures, but they're decent titles. This last DS game sucked. I concur. Every time, everywhere you were supposed to click is in the point and click, 
There was a magnifying glass. Yes, there was. And then the mini games involved lock picking, where you just had to connect the dots. Uh huh. And there were some other really lame mini games, but there were only like four. So aside from clicking on magnifying glasses and playing one of the four stupid mini games, that was it. Right. And it, the graphics. And she wasn't was really that hot either. Well, no, because it was panned so far out, you could barely even tell where she was moving. Right. There was. That's right. It's, I remember starting remember up that game. We started up the game, and, and I'm could, like, "It's broken. It won't work." Yeah, I couldn't figure because out she was do. stuck in the she corner. She was like a little dot up at the top of the corner. <laughs> I, had, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. I'm like, I was like clicking on the screen, and then all of a sudden and, she starts walking towards you. Yeah. Like, oh, that's her. Crap. Um. So this I, is the sequel. Yeah, this is the sequel. The only different, well, the main difference I saw is that the the last game was rated E for everybody, which really means N for nobody, but. This game is rated E10+. Plus. So maybe... Okay. What? That, that was an interesting dismissal of all E-rated games. No, I don't mean all E-rated games. I mean this game should have been rated N for nobody. Oh, okay. I got what you're saying now. Not all E-plus games. Got you, got you. Are you kidding? Yeah. I, I got there you. Are some very the main thing e+ I, I've noticed between sure. the first... Touch Detective Two and a Half is rated E for everybody. Oh, there's a ton of. I just wanted to clarify. I didn't understand what you were saying there. No, um, but okay. So here's what concerns me. Okay, is I went and watched the uh, the little video trailer. That's what it's called, trailer. Um, and it looked good. And I thought, oh, maybe this one's better. So then I went back and watched the trailer for Old World, whatever crap. Uh huh. And that looked good. So I don't know what to say. I'm gonna say that they dropped the starting price on this by ten dollars. Because the last game came out at 30 and this one came out at 20. So it's probably at the same level or yes. worse. Yes. I would I would and say it's probably the same game just in a different setting. But they said they 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 said they added new mini games including, are you ready for this? Snowmobiling? Sure. Boating? <laughs> sure. Sneaking around levels where you can't be you can't walk. I, I saw. Done. Moving on. No stealth. <laughs> No stealth. Stealth levels. Thanks. Mm-hmm. No thanks. Let's let's hear some pony love. Pony. Oh, I previewed that. Yeah, yeah. Let's tell, let's let's hear about pony love. I'm sure you previewed it in depth. Dress up your ponies. You dress them up. You bathe them. You feed them. You do various tricks until they grow up. And leave home. Well, I wrote get sent to the glue factory. <laughs> oh, okay. My my version was better. It was a little bit happier. My version is a harsh dose of reality. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Every little girl should, with a pony should know what happens to them. It's going to die one day. It's going to die one day. Oh, so sad. Wordmaster. That's okay. you too. So, yeah. I really like the cover of this game because it looks like Humpty Dumpty with a, what are those long mustaches? Fu Manchu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. Uh, Wordmaster is based on uh, the Mastermind board game. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. But... I can tell you what the gameplay of this game is. Not Mastermind, but the gameplay of Wordmaster is where you take a six-letter word. And it's a random six-letter word. Okay. Okay, and that's the, the word that the game has, on, has in mind. Beagle. Okay. But I don't know what the word is. It's Beagle. <laughs> stop. <laughs> okay, stop. All right, so you don't know it's Beagle. Okay, so let's say I put in Summer. Okay. It's going to tell me... That I have one letter right. <laughs> okay. That would be the E. Right. So then I had to guess another word. It's going to tell me how many letters I have right there. Guess Beagle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stop. Okay. Focus. Okay. Focus. All right. I don't know that the word is Beagle. Obviously. So then you keep guessing words and it keeps telling you how many letters are right until you're able to come up with what letters are actually in the word and then you figure out what the word is. It reminds me of that. Do you remember that game on the Price is Right where it would ask you the price of the car and you would give it and then it would say, well, no, but you have four this many numbers, numbers right. right? Yeah. It's kind, of, a... it's kind of like that with Hangman. Yeah. Okay. So that's what this game is. Simple enough. $20, right? Yeah, $20. Yeah, 20 bucks. Uh, PlayStation 2. Yeah, a couple of games coming out for the PS2 this week. Jeep Thrills, a budget Jeep racing game. Um, is it coincidence that it rhymes with cheap thrills? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably on purpose. I hope that's on purpose. Well, if not, it is now. It was Jeeps racing on a bunch of bland textures. And I may have talked about this before. 
Well, let's move on. It's twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. It's a budget game. Okay, uh, Popcap's Greatest Hits Volume Two. It's two games. Okay. Zuma. We know that one. Yeah, we already talked about that one. And Heavy Weapon. Okay. Both of those are Xbox Live Arcade games. Yeah, Heavy Weapon is a side-scrolling shooter, which I am not into. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of people liked that one. You were you could play co-op on it, and uh, it was basically you're just shooting up into the but you air. You can't play co-op on PlayStation Two. Really? I don't think you can. I'm sure you can play two players on the same console. Local co-op. But yeah, 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 not yeah, online. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I forget that. That people like to play games on the couch. Yeah, that's what we do. All yeah. the games we play are local. Yeah, so uh, it's the same price as the Xbox Live Arcade games. $20? I don't know. You can probably find it cheaper, like Walmart or something. Sometimes they sell these for like 15 Moving on to the 360. All right, uh, Unreal Tournament 3 came out last week. I played this at Play and Trade, and it is really good. It is really, really good. Really, really? Yes. Better than Civilization? Uh, well... You're going to have to rank them. What gets bought first? Well, definitely Civilization. Because nobody's going to buy Unreal Tournament 3 or play it online. So we'll get it when it's on sale? Yeah, it's a, it's so sad because the gameplay is so good. It's it's classic Unreal. It's really fast. You're running around. You're picking up your flat cannons. You're picking up uh, your bio... Whatever, bio guns. I forget what those are called. Shoot green yeah. goo. I don't like those. Yeah. Uh, you pick up your rocket launchers. It's it's great. It's really fast. It's fun. People will get blown up into a million little You always really like the Unreal games. Yes, loved them. Uh, this is an excellent example of it. It comes with a ton of maps. Um, this already came out for the PS3 and the PC. And those allow for user mods. Mm-hmm. Like you can really get in there and make new maps and make new characters and new items and everything. Very customizable. The 360 doesn't allow for that. Oh. But I don't think that's a big big deal because, from what I can tell, it didn't really catch on on PC or PS3 either. Are you, do you think that if you bought this game, there's going to be enough people playing online for you to play with? That's the question. See, if I could get enough of my friends to buy it, it would be really fun. But I don't think a lot of my friends really like these games. You talk Wombat into buying it? I doubt it. I don't know, though. Um... I played the multiplayer real quick. I played the deathmatch. Yeah. And then I played a single-player campaign mission. How is it single-player? That was good. It starts off... This <laughs> is done by the same people who do Gears of War. Yeah. Epic Games. Okay. Starts off very Gears of War-like cutscene. Everything looks great. The soldiers are talking to each other. It's like got all these, like, I don't know, kind of political themes. Kind of just like people are talking about the normal citizens and the military and how okay. bad these war games are and everything. So it gets you all pumped up. It tells you you're getting ready to go out and fight these guys and all this stuff. And then the mission starts, and you're on the red team, and there's a blue team. And you just have to kill 40 blue guys before they kill 40 red guys. So it's just team deathmatch. And you didn't like that? It's just you playing against bots. The bots are kind of fun, but in this day and age... You need more. You need more for it to be successful. So like, this game is an excellent game if you can play it online with a group of people. Yeah. And for that, you need people to buy it. Yeah. It does support split the screen. The other versions didn't. Yeah. Um, and you don't get a couple maps, extra maps. No, I won't. That's the problem. I don't have anybody to play this game with. Well, maybe there's going to be people that are going to say, I, I bought it, or I like those games, and then they're going to PM you, and then you'll have somebody to play with. Yeah. Uh... Devil May Cry 4 came out last week for the PC, and Treehouse Gamer was nice enough to do a whole preview about it. Yeah, they added a couple things, a turbo mode and a legendary dark knight mode uh, that just like upped the difficulty and made things faster or something like that. Um, but that's about it. It's Devil May Cry 4. Uh, Nancy Drew, Phantom of Venice, last week for the PC. This is the newest her interactive point-and-click adventure. The good kind. Yes. Um... Not much um, to say about that. Do you have anything? No, Treehouse Gamer called them crap. Right. If he's going to call them crap, he needs to call the DS games crap. Well, he doesn't cover the DS games. The just point the and click. Nancy Drew games are decent. Well, you set him straight on that, I think. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, on the DL with the shipwrecks. That's us. <laughs> King of the Monsters came out last week for the Wii Virtual Console. Right. It sounds fun. Is it fun? Yeah, it was a fun enough game. It's, I never played it. It was a uh, Neo Geo game. 
where similar in style to uh, Rampage, kind of. Except the goal isn't to beat up buildings, it's to beat up the other giant monsters. Okay. So you have like your Godzilla character, your King yeah. Kong character, your giant robots, and you go around and Loch destroy... Loch Monster? No, no Loch Ness Monster. Uh, it's... Thought maybe we could work that one back in. No, no, it, it's gotta be people-shaped monsters. Okay. So... So other than Godzilla and King Kong and a giant robot, that would be... Uh, who else was in there? I think there was like a giant <laughs> rock creature and... Um, Oh, man. I can't remember the other characters right now. Sorry. Okay. But I get them all confused because War of the Monsters was the, was the later game for the PS2 that was kind of a continuation of these type of games. Um, it just, the title sounds so much fun. It is. It's a fun game. You get to pick up and destroy the city while you're fighting another monster. But the problem is it's on the SNK arcade collection. So They always are. Yeah. They're always just, on some other collection that you can buy them for $5. Yeah, just just wait. If you have a Wii and you want to play this game, wait for the collection to come out. It's coming out for $30 here pretty soon. Uh, Major League Eating the Game. This is the WiiWare game coming out this yeah, week. Yeah, I called not it on this one. <laughs> that was a good call, I think. Yeah, it's a one-on-one -on -one eating competition. You can play it online, I think, against other players. Um, you make eating motions with the Wiimote. And there's different motions depending on what kind of food eating contest you are having. So, like, if you were having, like, a hot dog eating contest, I think there's, like... Uh, it can get really weird. Yeah, I would think that would be an odd sight to see people playing this. But, uh, yeah, like, meatballs, you toss them up in the air, meet them. Uh, corn, you, like, do, like, the, the typewriter type thing where you put them up to your mouth and, like, eat down the corn uh, on the cob. And... Hmm. There could be a lot of slobbery Wiimotes out there. <laughs> well, I don't think you're supposed to stick it in your mouth, per se. No, but there's a lot of little kids out there. That's true. But there is a lot of, like, you're attacks. You're also not supposed to throw it through the TV screen. We all know that that's happened. Yeah. There's attacks where you get to belch at the other players and, like, do other gas-related activities. Wow. And then you throw up if your meter gets too messed up. Ew. Yeah. I think it's going to come out for $10, but I'm not positive on that. All right. Well... Spog's Racing came out last week for WiiWare. This is supposed to be terrible. And judging by the videos, I can say I... Terrible? I could see that it's terrible. What it is, is there's these giant tires. Uh-huh. Inside of these giant tires are these... Hamsters? Hamsters? That would be interesting. Sorry. I think they're... I'm getting, I'm getting easily distracted. Okay. I think there is a hamster face that you can choose from. The whole theme of this is put your face in the race. And what they mean by that is there's these little... Wombat called them pogs on the CADcast. I guess they're pogs. Well, pogs were those little... Um, like cardboard chips, type cardboard chip chips. Cardboard chips that you flipped and they were all the rage. Like Yeah, they're similar to that. If you yeah. imagine a little disc like that with a okay. face on it. Okay. That goes inside the giant wheel. And it spins around as you're racing? Well, it can, it can move, okay. yes, in there. And then the giant wheels also have exhaust pipes on them. And you race against other of these contraptions. And it's really terrible looking. The graphics are horrible. The AI apparently just comes out of nowhere and passes you like for no reason whatsoever. So even worse than the rubber band AI in Mario Kart, these things, no rhyme or reason. You can be going full blast. You can be using whatever power-up makes you go fastest. And they just come flying by you. Yeah, and see, what not, I was envisioning is a giant tire with an actual hamster running in it, like a hamster wheel. That would be better. I would I would like hamster racing. Okay. But, yeah, uh, me too. But not Spogs. It's a shame it's a WiiWare game, because this is, this is something just terrible enough that I would, like, want to try it out. Right. Just to see how bad it was. Well, I don't want all the crap to come out for the WiiWare and then have them go, okay, this WiiWare thing's not working. I'm sure people bought Spogs racing. And regretted it? Yes. Well, what you might not regret buying is Coffee Time Crosswords. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> I said might. Um, this is an Xbox Live arcade game. So there are achievements and there's online co-op play in crossword form. Just what I always want, co-op play. Achievements. I'll do just about anything for achievements. 
Is the one person going to be using like the permanent ink and the other person going to be using the pencil? And then the pencil person is going to get all pissed off at the permanent ink person? I don't know. I don't That's know. how I imagine it. Well, we can play it that way. You can put your stupid ideas for what things are down and then I'll erase them and put what their right answer is. I have a tough time thinking crosswords is that good of an idea on Xbox Live Arcade. Well, can't we demo it? We can, which is a good thing. Right. That's the genius about Xbox Live Arcade is there are demos. There need to be demos for the Wii. Yeah, it's just that there's so many ways to play crosswords for free. Well, yes, but not with achievements. Very true. <laughs> also, for the Xbox Live Arcade, last week was Golf Tee It Up. Woo! Not bad for $10. It's really? another uh, Hot Shots Golf style of game. Not nearly as in-depth. Pretty good-looking graphics. Controls are really easy. Uh, triple click. After the ball's in the air, you can uh, adjust the spin and everything with the analog stick. Um has two courses, so 36 holes for $10, well, I can't online play. it would be a hugely deep sort of game for 10 bucks. No, but it but for it's $10, good. it's it's not bad. Well, if you're It's it's for not a, a $60 Hot Shots game, not a $50 We Love Golf game, but it's a $10 Xbox Live yeah. with achievements. That this I think this is a viable Xbox Live arcade release, yes. The other one that I liked was Schizoid. Yeah, we played that on Co-op. Uh, it's got the potential to make us fight a lot. I think that's a big part of Schizoid. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have to really work together because your your little spaceship type things, I don't know what they yeah, are really. You don't work together so well. You go off and do your own thing and leave me to get eaten by the little red bad guys. They're, they're orange. That's, that's what you're contesting about that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> that's what you choose to argue. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They're orange. They're orange. I'm completely wrong, because they're orange. Yes. Okay, fine. Yes. You go off and do your own thing and let me get attacked by the orange bad guys. Yeah, so the premise of the game is that the orange ship can kill the orange enemies. And the blue ship can kill the blue enemies. And you got to stick together and make sure your partner doesn't get killed by the other color enemies. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I like playing it, didn't you? I liked playing it, too. Um, it's very simple to control. you let me yell at you. Because it all controls with one analog stick. Yes, which I liked. Yeah, and I don't mind you yelling at me. I, I'm usually in the wrong on uh, when we're playing Schizoid. Although sometimes you're not. Yeah, sometimes you are. But then you'll yell at me anyways. That's all right. Right. It's just better <laughs> that way. And we're, we, we've got our roles defined well. <laughs> don't want to screw them up now. I don't always yell at you. No, no. Not always. <laughs> uh, Song Summoner, we talked about. It's the new iPod release. Yeah. I think robots. We're, I think we're done with releases. Yeah, robots are are. You want to get into the plot? We didn't hit into that earlier. It's it's uh, Footloose. Yes, correct. It is Footloose. Robots are trying to keep people from having music. Right, Footloose. Kevin Bacon's in there. Um, that's it. That is it. Yeah. See, I told you there was not enough coming out this week to have a standalone show. It would have been the worst show ever. Well, it would have been a quick show. And yeah, this is fairly quick. Like, we got it in an hour. Don't buy this. Don't buy this. Don't buy this. Sometimes I feel bad. Well, but last week was Civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend Unreal Tournament 3 if enough people buy it. Like, I don't think it's going to sell up. The day after it released, yeah. Amazon already had it as a deal of the day for $45. Well, maybe a bunch of people bought it then. Maybe. Um, I would recommend Schizoid. Yes, I would. Uh, golf teed up. Check that out. See if if you're really looking for a casual game, um, easy to pick up. Maybe just something to play with your family. Um, I'm not gonna recommend Nancy Drew to anybody because that would be mean. Uh, Pony Love. Nope. Nope. Not so much. And you liked the Chocobo's no. Dungeon? You thought could be decent. That's it. I knew there was one last week that I wanted to buy, and so that would have been Chocobo. So yeah, there's a couple games worth buying. Yeah, which is surprising this close to E3. Yeah, and you're going to come back for me 3 and you're going to tell us about all the good games. And you and Cheapy are doing a show? We'll do at least one show, probably two, maybe three shows. Some mini Yeah, shows. I, think, I think Wednesday night might be the first time we have a chance to record because we are very booked in, like throughout schedules, parties, right. the whole nine yards. Um, but yeah, it should be a good time. I look forward to uh, meeting Cheapy and hanging out and looking at a lot of games. You'll have fun. I will. You want to read our sponsorship? Yes. 
Um, that is usually my job. Hmm, where's that page? I should have it memorized now. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. No, here it is. I always forget the other part. <laughs> Get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain includes free hosting with the website builder, a free blogcast, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of the CAGcast or CAG4Play, you can enter code CAG, that's C-A-G, when you check out and save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions apply. See the site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Very nice. Should be the official spokeswoman. You should. You, you could be uh, Danica Patrick. Is she their official spokesperson? She does commercials for them on TV, yes. Don't use her referral codes, though. Use ours. No. She's got enough money. Chad Johnson does commercials for them, too. Really? Yeah. Maybe they could have a party for other spokespeople, and I could go meet Chad Johnson. Or, or you could just, Didn't like, somebody, go oh, meet Chad Johnson. My sister saw him at the mall the other day. Well, yeah. like a week ago. Yeah, you could just go hang out at the mall and wait and wait meet Chad Johnson. Show them. Yeah. That'd be stalking. I'm not a stalker, but I am. Do you like GoDaddy? <laughs> I am for GoDaddy. <laughs> All right. There was a segue in there. You just jumped in. Um, anyway, leave us some digs. Yes, we like those. We do like those. We also like some feedback on iTunes. Um, as always, check out the CADcast. This week we'll be coming to you from L.A. with GPD and Shipwreck. Yeah, we're recording at least two shows, maybe three shows if we find time. And you're going to be doing some blogging stuff on the new CAG 2.0, and you brought the computer, and you brought the camera and you're and, gonna yeah i've got my recorder too so i might record an interview or two and stick those up your there. microphone yeah my microphone does recording as well right um so i will have some stuff up there on the blog well good we'll we'll be tracking your every move at e3 uh hopefully wombat will be welcoming a new little baby wombat this week hopefully it's very close it very is close. close and uh check us out in written form we always have written form which sometimes is Really different than the show. Yeah, and that is going through a few changes also. It is changing in format a little bit. Metamorphosis, would you say? Yeah, it's not quite where it needs to be yet. It's not quite 2.0 yet. We are working to get it there, yes. It's like CAG 4Play 1.5. Yeah, uh, it will look better in the future. Yes, it will. Uh, and email us with sh- at shipwrecks at cheapassgamer.com or foreplay at cheapassgamer.com. Don't forget to enter our contests um, with... What monster you would most likely be? Yes, for um, Monster Hunter Freedom 2. Courtesy of Rob Just. And we will see you all next week. Sounds good. I'm going to uh, edit the show and then get some sleep. That way I can get up and get on my plane. Who are you kidding? You're not going to sleep. No, I'm not going to sleep. But I'm going to lay in bed and feel giddy. Visions of sugar drops or whatever those visions are of. (laughs) Visions of gummy bears. Bethesda and uh, oh, I'm looking forward to that. Dancing in your head. Yes. Very sad. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, "By the power of Grayskull." became the mighty battle cat and I became He-Man the most powerful man in the universe only three others share this secret our friends the sorceress man at arms and Orko together we defend Castle Grayskull from the evil forces of Skeletor <laughs> <laughs>